everyone agrees, bacon makes everything better. Even marketing. This is the Bacon Podcast, where you'll learn to cure your marketing. And make your business. I can't believe I said that. Internet marketing. Online marketing. Social media tips and techniques. Now, to help you bring more bacon home, the master of marketing sizzle, Brian Basilico. This is the Bacon Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited. I've got a great friend who I met way, way back yonder at NAMS, and he was on the podcast way back in July of 2015. He was guest number 71. His name is Lou Bartone, and Lou is a true video dude. He is a guy who used to work in the video industry and now teaches people how to do it. So he knows his stuff. He's the real deal. And he's from Boston, so he's wicked hardcore. So, Lou, how you doing today? Good. Wicked smart. This is a wicked smart podcast. Thank you, brother. So uh, I wanted to bring you back on because, man, um, you know, nothing's changed since, you know, 2015 with video, right? It's all pretty much exactly the same. Nothing ever changes. And what, what, what day is it? Yeah. Since yesterday or last hour. So ain't that the truth. So I wanted to get you on and just talk about what are some of the trends? I mean, obviously, we've got all this stuff, you know, the phones, you know, are getting better, and there's Facebook Live, and there's all this other stuff. So let's start off with what is your favorite thing that you're seeing right now in video for social media, whatever? What's the thing that's really kind of getting your uh, getting your antenna up? Yeah, I still like just, you know, good, solid YouTube videos, obviously funny videos. I find myself going back and watching some SNL skits and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I usually, you know, I, I try all kinds of new stuff, but I usually end up coming back to the old tried and true YouTube. I mean, Facebook Live uh, is still, you know, I think it's lost some of its luster. It's not like the big thing that it, it was a few months back. Um, obviously it's shorter video, Snapchat, stuff like that, Instagram. Um, but you know, I have, um, twins who are 21, so I don't know what generation Z or something like that, but, but I keep an eye on what they're doing because they usually are six months ahead of me and, and can figure out, you know, what's the latest, greatest kind of thing in terms of video. And they're all doing really, really short form video. Yeah, so one of the things that I see, you know, obviously a lot of people are getting into story, which is Instagram story, Facebook story, Snapchat story, all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I don't think a lot of people realize is that you put it up there and then 24 hours later it's gone. Why would anybody want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, and I think for the, you know, again, the millennials and the folks a little bit younger than us, that that's sort of like they're like, hey, you know, I'm in the moment. I don't really care if it's gone tomorrow. This is what I did today. And, and um, for some people, that may be cool. But I'm really into repurposing and and using content over and over again. So I prefer, especially since I'm doing kind of learning content and courses and things like that or tips. I want stuff to be able to last and and go out on different platforms. So as much as um, you know, I like the short form stuff. But like you say, it's here today, gone tomorrow. So. Yeah, so let's talk about, you know, let's start off with the social media trends. So what are you seeing, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn? 
what are some of the things that are getting better results? Not what what are more people doing? Because we all know what that is. That is the talking head. You know, it's like, hey, look at me. I want to tell you about me and let me 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 and all over myself. Um, <laughs> you know, so that obviously that stuff is uh, you may get some people to pay attention to it, but it, it's not really what I consider to be, you know, good quality content that's out there. So what are you seeing that's working? I think uh, a lot of it comes, again, back to content because people kind of get enamored with various technologies. And I know you see this because we sort of are in the same communities in the same list. There's a new video tool or a new video maker uh, almost every day, it seems like. And everybody's like, oh, this is the one, this is the, this one does everything. And I, you know, I, I get behind some of them. I promote some of them. I own some of them. But again, all the technology in the world is not going to help you if you don't have good content. So I think it just comes back to, you know, you really have to have a good content or a good story or a good message, regardless of what platform you're using or what tool you're using. So when you say good content, let's start to define that. I mean, you know, obviously good content in a blog is very different than good content in a video. And I think one of the other things that people have to realize is there's good quality video. There are people who use lights and understand that, and there's really bad quality video. So let's talk about those two things. What is good content and, and what is good quality video? Right, good content, obviously it depends on your audience, but I think people want, um, you know, they want to learn something, they want a solution to a problem. Um, or they want a solution to a challenge and they want it quickly. They want immediate gratification. It's like, look, I don't have time to, to go through a 20 minute video to learn how to install this, you know, WordPress plugin. I just want to know in two minutes, how do I do this quickly? So you mentioned a lot of the Facebook live is sort of me, 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 and look at me and all that. And, and I think better content is like, you know, look, I know you have this problem and I'm here to solve it for you quickly and painlessly. So I think the content, again, it should be, uh, engaging or educational or entertaining or one of one of the above. So what about the the length? I mean, is there a, a certain length that's working better than others? Is you know, I've heard everything from eight seconds to fifteen seconds to a minute to ninety seconds to you know, and there's other people that are all over the thirty minute video. Exactly, and it depends on the platform. And some platforms are built for longer video, like Facebook Live and things like that. But uh, and other platforms are built for really short video. But um, Again, I think it really depends on the platform and the audience. But in general, I always say, you know, the shorter the better. Why would you stay on any longer than you need to? Um, you know, why would you beat a dead horse? It's, you know, give the people exactly what they want, exactly what they're looking for, short and sweet, and uh, get out of there. So that's why, you know, most of my videos and video tips, I'm in and out. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to um, put in any fluff or any extra stuff unless it adds to the content. So speaking of fluff, what about like intros, you know, flying logos and all that other stuff that people can put in? I mean, is that necessary or is it something that's nice or does it make a difference? I mean, do, do you need to get into a little bit more professional style to help your videos get seen more? I think it helps from a branding standpoint. I mean, I know, you know, if I have an intro, there's so much content out there. If somebody sees a logo that they recognize or a brand that they recognize, they're going to feel a little more reassured that they're in the right place. So I think it helps from a branding standpoint. And I think it helps 
you break through all the noise and clutter out there because quality, as you mentioned earlier, quality is becoming more important and is as good and as important as content is, it can't be complete junk or people are just not going to deal with it. There's too much good stuff out there. Right. So what about technology wise? I mean, what do you recommend as far as recording and editing any kind of video? And let's just say it's you. Obviously, you can do screen grabs. You can do video of yourself. You can do all different kinds of things. What, what kind of tech are you using the most or seeing people use the most? Yeah. And I, you know, I come back to the iPhone and, and the, you know, the cameras on the smartphones are great now. And, you know, there's really no need to spend a ton of money. But most of what I do, again, if I'm doing teaching videos, I'm sharing my screen, I'm doing like a PowerPoint presentation and, and sharing my screen and recording with Zoom. And uh, it's funny, I just come back to the same, you know, reliable tools like Zoom on my Mac and I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm doing a PowerPoint screen share. I may be on camera, I may be off camera. And uh, that's pretty much it. I don't go too crazy. I edit in Final Cut Pro. I do some motion graphics and Adobe After Effects, but um, I try to keep it as streamlined as possible. And I think one of the things with video that people struggle with is like, oh my God, I've got to set this, I've got to set this up and I've got to do lights and I've got to make sure the dog's not barking, which he is, sorry about that. Um, you know, so, and I just want to sit down in front of my Mac and, and do the video. I want, you know, I just want to click record and go. So I try to keep it as simple and streamlined as possible. And that's great advice. And Rocco is a rock star, by the way. I mean, so he just wants to be on video with you. He wants to be heard. Yes. Well, he's got something to say. You know, we can't understand it, but it's important. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, they, he's tenacious like you. So what about, um, as far as editing, not everybody is uh, as sophisticated right? Um, to use something like a Final Cut or Audition or um, I forget what the Adobe one is. Yeah, Adobe Premiere. Premiere, thank you. Hey, Audition's the audio side of things. Um, how do you feel about something like, I, I, I hear a lot of people talk about Camtasia for the PC and ScreenFlow for the Mac. What do you think? Yeah, I like those. I use them myself. Um, the good news is that a little editing goes a long way. So you don't have to, um, you know, obsess over every cut or every dissolve. I mean, now I, I'm from, you know, I came from the TV business, so I see all these quick cuts and, and um, you know, jump cuts, and they make me a little crazy because that's, that's not how we were trained. But these days, everybody's totally used to it. It's like, okay, record two lines, cut, go to the next line. So you see these jump cuts and things that most people simply don't even think about anymore because they're so used to seeing it. Yeah, that drives me crazy too. I mean, we spent so much time with continuity and all that kind of stuff. And now it's just like, and you know, sometimes just even a simple little like half second fade in between jump cuts just kind of smooths it out a little bit. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I guess if, if Game of Thrones can leave um, water bottles and coffee cups in the scene, then we can get away with a few little full bars here and there too. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's... You know, that's the thing is like video has, you know, the, the world of video. I remember back in the 1980s, I thought about, wouldn't it be cool if you could send video over the Internet to like, you know, hospitals and have the relaxation channel or this. And now, you know, everything is a la carte. I, it's not what it used to be. It's not, you know, two, five, seven and nine like it is in Chicago. I think it's two, four, nine and something in New York or 
or Boston or whatever. But, you know, it's not those four or five choices. Now everything's on demand. You know, you subscribe to HBO and stuff. Netflix. And I mean, that's the other thing. Having come from the TV business and you watch the uh, Emmys or the Academy Awards and the people winning the awards are Amazon and Netflix and Hulu and not, you know, NBC, CBS, Fox. So it's it's a different world. And everyone who's a consumer wants, you know, they want to be able to get anything on any screen at any time. So, um, you know, it's, it makes it a little bit more difficult for, for, you know, video creators because you have to be able to kind of program for that anytime, anywhere mentality. Mm-hmm. All right. I've got a new segment for you that I want you to invent on my show. Okay. Okay. Is called Rocco's Pet Peeves of Video. So tell us Rocco's biggest pet peeves about video. Uh, well, Rocco does not like when the UPS guy shows up in the middle of a video because then there's barking and noise and horns and you have to start over. So <laughs> that's definitely a pet peeve. But really, it's it comes down to um, people not doing video because of obstacles like that. I mentioned before we started talking, the guy next door was mowing the lawn. It's like, this stuff's going to happen and it's never going to be a hundred percent perfect, but it's more important to just get it done. What does Mark Cuban say that, uh, you know, perfection is the enemy of the good or something like that. You got to just get it done and get it out there. Right. Well, what about, you know, people that take, uh, you know, tall videos versus wide videos, um, you know, square videos on Instagram, you know, that that cut off your head because you did it on the iPhone, all that kind of fun stuff. Right. I know it's such a pain because now every screen has a different dimension and, you know, uh, IGTV versus Instagram stories. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't keep up with all these different sizes. So, again, I just say, look, you know, keep it simple. Don't try and go crazy. You don't need all kinds of uh, Hollywood equipment to do this anymore. Just make sure that, uh, you know, you're on screen. You're not doing anything that's egregious, like, oh, my God, the audio is just terrible. Because, as you know, people will watch video that's marginal but they won't listen to audio if it's crappy so you got to have the audio right right so and it's so easy to invest in a you know just a lavalier mic that plugs into your phone um you know they're 50 bucks 75 bucks on you know decent one like a road on amazon you know if you're gonna do it at least buy a good clip on mic or buy a decent usb mic or something you know outside of just using the phone's mic because you know that'll capture everything around you it's so hard to do that way yeah exactly and then you know the other thing that's interesting is i do i still do a ton of editing and people will send me you know just absolute horrible footage and horrible audio and like well you can fix that in in post right you can fix that in editing it's like well there are some things that you can't fix in editing i mean if it's really really bad to begin with it's going to be difficult to try and turn that into anything Yeah, I, that's it. You can't fix stupid. So <laughs> right, uh, and I'm not calling any of your clients stupid. Don't get that wrong. Yeah. So, in is there any kind of like uh, cheat sheets or something that people could be aware of or places to go where they can figure out? Okay, if if I'm going to focus on a particular platform say facebook you know is there a better video size for that for instagram is there a better better video size for that what do you recommend yeah i do like it's funny because i'll do these little charts and graphs and infographics and you know and put them in my emails or 
on my uh, website or things like that because it's stuff like that that makes people crazy. It's sort of like, okay, what is the time limit or the optimal time for Facebook versus LinkedIn versus Instagram? And I can't even remember it all off the top of my head. So I have, you know, I'll put together a chart or a little infographic or something and say, okay, uh, LinkedIn's 10 minutes and Facebook is an hour and, you know, Instagram stories is X. So it's difficult to remember all that, but I often talk about finding your video sweet spot. So like everyone I think has an ideal type of video on in an ideal platform that they can use. And once you find that, you say, look, if I'm going to do YouTube and I'm going to go all in on, on, you know, three minute YouTube videos, that's going to be my thing. And I don't have to worry as much about Facebook and Instagram and all the other ones. And one of the other things I think that people need to think about is um, owning an asset versus not owning an asset. So, you know, that's if you put something up on YouTube, there is no guarantee a week from now it'll actually show up because if they decide that you had a Coke can in the back and you're violating some copyright principle, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's gone. You know, so do you have any suggestions about, you know, hosting platforms versus YouTube versus Facebook? You know, it's how do you need to manage your assets? Yeah, and that's a really good point because, again, you're, you're just renting space on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. You don't own that real estate. So I often tell uh, people and clients and students, always redirect folks back to the real estate that you own, which in most cases is your website or blog or podcast. I mean, you know, you have to get people back to where you, you know, basically have much more control over the environment. Um, Again, if I have a video on YouTube, there's 80 gazillion other videos that people can get, you know, go down the black hole to. But if they're on my website, at least I'm controlling that environment and I'm trying to keep them on the page and, and keep them in flow. So I try and direct all traffic, whether it's from Facebook or YouTube or Snapchat, I try and direct everything back to LouBorton.com ultimately. So how do people get the most benefit out of a call to action in a video? Because obviously, you know, unless you're using a third party tool that allows you to create a clickable link on the video or at the end, I mean, you know, what's working in that realm? Yeah, I mean, ideally, there are a lot of tools out there that will do automatic redirect. So it's kind of like, well, if my call to action is go to the website and the video automatically defaults back to my website, that's great. But if you can't do that, you really have to just have a, a clear, compelling call to action, something that's just, you know, like make it drop dead simple. I see a lot of folks who try to cram a lot of things into their call to action. It's like, you know, follow me on Facebook and here's my Twitter handle and, and oh yeah, opt in for this. It's like, look, you know, you have to have one clear, compelling call to action. Absolutely makes sense. And, and nothing says you can't do a video that says, hey, this is to follow me on Facebook. Hey, this is to follow me on YouTube. Hey, this is to get to my website, whatever it is. Right. And, you know, there's now, now YouTube has end cards that a lot of folks are using that will suggest the next video to watch or say subscribe here so that, so that you're trying to basically keep people in your world rather than have them go away and find something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went on you know YouTube the other day to find um, a plugin or something like that, and like I said, <laughs> I ended up like, how did I end up in Saturday Saturday Night Live skits from 15 years ago? I'm like, how did I get here? So squirrel. 
you <laughs> uh, get distracted on some of those platforms. Right. So what is your, what's the biggest thing that you have been telling people say in the last few months that they need to pay attention to? What's the aha thing coming down the line that's going to, you know, blow people away or is there nothing? There's a lot of it. And a lot of it's just more of what you're seeing. Like right now um, I hear and see a lot about, you know, the second screen phenomenon and I think it's more like the third screen. And that is, I, I see it with my kids. They're watching uh, ESPN on the TV, but they're tweeting and Snapchatting on their phone. And in some cases, they may even have a third screen, like an iPad where they're doing something else. It's like, I don't know how they, you know, process all that information. But, you know, as, as content creators and marketers, we have to now think about, look, it's not enough to just have a message on one platform. We have to be everywhere and we have to be consistent on those platforms because our users are everywhere watching two or three screens at once. Yeah, so there's so there's nothing wrong with taking a video. And I talk about this in content marketing purposes all the time. A video is the richest form of content. And the reason is because you could take a video and basically stripe out the audio and turn it into a podcast. And then you could take that podcast and have it transcribed on something like Rev and turn it into a blog. And now it's searchable with a, a Google search. It could be put up on iTunes. It can be converted to an Alexa flash brief. And you could put it up on YouTube and you can import it into any of their social media so video has a, a just a world of content that you can create from it yeah and that's the thing if people people think well i did this video and i put it on youtube and it only got 18 views it's like well did you you know use it use the audio as a podcast or did you put it on facebook or did you repurpose it for linkedin it's it doesn't have to just have that one purpose it really can go um in a lot of different directions and you have to kind of meet people where they are so if your viewers or your uh, audience is not on YouTube, then don't waste too much time on YouTube. And I think that's one of the key things is that you really do have to determine where your audience is hanging out. If you're trying to reach a, you know, a 60-year-old woman, chances are they're not jumping on YouTube, right? They're probably on Facebook. My kids said, you know, you can you can have Facebook, but leave Snapchat for us. I'm like, all right, I'll stay off Snapchat. You guys can have that. Uh, right. You really have to think about where is your audience um, and how do you meet them where they are? Because they're not going to necessarily do the work to find you. Right. You have to be in front of them. And and some, sometimes, like you said, you have to play in a bunch of different sandboxes with a bunch of different platforms and people and you know processes and best practices and all that other stuff. The key thing is, is you know, continuing to learn about it and experiment, right? Exactly. Yep. And then next week it'll be different. So... Awesome. Well, as you said, you have a ton of great resources that people can learn from. So what's the best way for them to get some of that from you? The best way to get you know some freebies and fun stuff is just to go to louborton.com. And I have various resources there and, and uh, goodies and things like that. So they can find cheat sheets on all those different social media platforms and all that kind of fun stuff pretty easy? I think the, the uh, freebie there is um, 99 video ideas. So I have a checklist of, of 99 different things you can talk about on video. Cool. So if people wanted to follow you personally, what's the best way to do that? Email, social media platform, whatever. Yeah, email VIP at louborton.com. And I'm on all the socials as Lou Bartone as well, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. 
Awesome, dude. Well, listen, you have dropped some wicked, hardcore, sizzling, bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps today, man. I really appreciate it, and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Some great stuff. So, uh, wonderful talking again, and I look forward to the next time. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, that's it for today's Bacon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something today. If you did, please go to iTunes and give us a review. We appreciate all your feedback and comments. If you have any questions, go to www.baconpodcast.com forward slash questions, and we'll make sure we get those answered for you. Till next time, keep sizzling. Keep sizzling.